sometimes simple is better. Get yourself a cup of tea or a beverage of your choice and get comfortable at the Beanbag Cafe. We talk about all things motherhood and modern day parenting without losing you in the process. Because after all, you were someone before you became someone's mother. I'm here to honor that. We dive in to all kinds of topics, whether how to prioritize you as a mom, how to choose the most useful items in your baby registry, or how to surround yourself with mom friends that uplift and support you. We have it all. Motherhood can be challenging, so let's do it together. One bedtime routine at a time. Welcome to the Beanbag Cafe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Julie Fernandes, and I am thrilled to be back because I'm actually physically back in my house, uh, in my home back in Austin. I've been doing a lot of travel. If you've been listening to the podcast, um, I have just returned from South Africa with uh, my 14-month-old. Um, that was a long trip in total think it's like 21 hours of travel sort of from door to door uh 16 hours on a plane the first plane and then just under two hours on the second plane and obviously all the in-between bits so all things considered you know we're still in one piece still getting over the jet lag so if I stumble over my words I'm blaming it on that uh and today we are going to be talking about how to be confident in your parenting and it sounds like a helicopter is going over my house so apologies if you can hear that so if that's something that you are interested in um, I think it really is a game changer being feeling confident in your skills, then make sure you keep listening. So as I mentioned, I just got back from South Africa. It was a bit of a spontaneous trip. The reason I went was my sister just had a baby um, and she is now two weeks old or two weeks old in a day, something like that. Uh, and very cute and very new and everything is very new. And it got me thinking about how we build confidence as a parent, because, you know, as a first time mom, if you've not been around babies, even if you have, I think it's different when it's your own baby, the stakes are just a lot higher. Uh, there's this, there's a steep learning curve. Plus it's kind of, uh, <laughs> the foundation of poor sleep and maybe not, you know, maybe just recovering, well, not maybe, definitely recovering from birth, whether you have a C-section or whether you have a vaginal birth, all of that kind of stuff, adjusting um, to having a new little person in your house, someone who is the tiniest member and has the most crap and has the most stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's an evolution to become a confident parent, but when you parent with confidence, uh, it's a game changer absolutely for me. Um, and it's definitely one of the goals I have for my clients that work with me in my coaching practice is how to become confident in your skills and confident in yourself. And I think underlining confidence is trust that you know the best, you know, uh, way forward in that specific situation. And it's also complicated because you can feel very confident in some areas of parenting and then less confident in others. So I just wanted to talk about this topic because I don't think it's something that we think about very much. And it is something that we need to name and bring to the forefront so that we can improve, you know, and help us develop better confidence. So I also often talk about how I wish I had third parent confidence or third, you know, third parent expertise, if you want to call it that, with as a first first time parent. And, you know, there's just there's just really no way to skip across children, you know, 
But I do think there are ways to improve your approach uh, and to start training your monkey mind, you know, that part of your brain that is very fearful. Uh, and let's be honest, the world likes us afraid and likes us to be fearful. I think there is a way to try and mitigate that a little bit so that you can become more confident sooner. And and sometimes that is, you know, that might be coaching. Often people say that coaching just helps you get from A to B so much quicker, so much more efficiently. It could be that for some people. It could be reading certain books. It could be uh, sharing with friends. It could be listening to podcasts. It could be just, you know, improving your knowledge in general. It could be maybe speaking with your own mother, your own like aunts and uncles and I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be female relatives but you know people that you have have parented and you feel you can trust and just learning from them observing being around other parents seeing what they do um but often it's just you know there's no way to go over it you have to go through it uh, but there are definitely ways to make it a little easier and more fun and just to help you feel more supported and those are kind of the things that I mentioned but what I think really helps to um create more confidence as a parent. We're not talking about raising a confident child. That is a different topic for a different day. We're talking about being confident as a parent, trusting yourself. And not only did I think about this, just reflecting on my sister having a newborn baby and just, you know, everything being new and feeling like a little bit fish out of water, that kind of thing. It was also me getting on a plane with my 14 month old and literally flying across the earth without really overthinking it. And to be fair, I did not have a lot of time to overthink it, which I really liked. You know, usually we plan these big trips very far in advance and you just have a lot of time to overthink them and decide, is this a bad idea? I had a lot on the line here because I was leaving Ryan with my two older kids who I've never left for that amount of time. I've never been so physically far away. It wasn't like I could just easily hop back on a plane if something happened. Um, you know, it's just a lot. They weren't in school. So he's trying to manage working and them. And we did have a little bit of help during the day, but it's, it's kind of never enough. Um, and, but also just, there was, there was a lot at stake, you know, um, and there's always a risk when you travel and, and when you travel that far away, plus just exposing my 14 month old to having to fly that length, that distance, messing up her, her circadian rhythm, which was just trying to get back on track after we had just traveled from Spain, because initially I was never going to go to South Africa. Otherwise it would have made a lot more sense just to go from Spain back down because it's of the same time zone. Um, it would only have been like, a, you know, a 12 hour flight versus like a 16 hour flight, the whole thing. So um, it was kind of spontaneous. And I think the reason I kind of did it without even really questioning too much was I just feel confident in my ability to be able to get her from A to B. Um, and I chose not to overthink it. And parenting and travel parenting, I would say, parenting and traveling with kids is an area that I feel confident in because I've done it many times, um, made mistakes, you know, but also I, because I have family that lives uh, far away. It's it's not really an option. If I don't if I don't get on that plane and travel, I won't see them. Right? I mean, obviously they come and see us, but you know what I mean. So, and I want my children to experience uh, South Africa and just experience new places. So it is important that we travel to them, not always them coming to us. And it's also a, you know, it's it's a big ask for either party. So we have to share the responsibility. Anyway, so that's kind of where I came from with this topic. Is that this this feeling of calm and confidence and how to get it yourself. Uh, a lot of it, you know, if you think about parenting, there's just a lot of new skills that you may never have 
had to cultivate. And I think that's part of it. So one of my mentors, someone that I really look up to, um, Jim Fortin, he talks about competence, creating confidence. Uh, And I think that's true. Basically, the way I understand this is that when you look at a massive new, like, activity that you need to do. So like whether it's learning how to play tennis or learning how to play the piano or learning how to parent, you can really break that down into competencies or skills. And you know, parenting, okay, so you learn the ba- you start with the basics, which is, you know, learning how to swaddle the baby, learning how to change their diaper, their nappy, learning how to dress them. Um learning how to feed them, you know, breastfeeding them or or making bottles and just a lot of different things. And it starts off kind of basic, right? Like you're feeding them, you're cleaning them, you're changing them, you're putting them, you're helping them go to sleep. And newborns will sleep a lot. So you're not really helping them sleep so much. They will sleep all the time. It's it's the more the, the art is like getting them to sleep when you want to sleep. Um, but it starts off kind of basic. But as your child grows up, it becomes a lot more nuanced, complex. You're dealing with emotions. You're dealing with like more physical strength. It's harder to dress them. It's harder to get them to eat. Uh, you, you know, there's all kinds of things. Strapping them in a car seat. Like a newborn baby is like a little flop. You know, it, 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 it can, you can take them everywhere. You can take them to brunch. You can take them to the movies. I mean, not every newborn baby, but a lot of them will just sleep, you know. And they often sleep better when they're out and like out and about and like moving and noise and stuff. And then they don't sleep as well when it's quiet and it's time to go to sleep. So, you know, nature is very, very cunning and smart. I don't know if this is intentional, but we, we grow with our babies, right? Because we start off with kind of managing what we can handle um, as they're in their little blobby phase. And then they get a little bit more active. And then you think you're like, oh, wow, they're so alert and awake and moving. And it's, it's challenging in a different way. And then it gets even more and it just layers on more and more things. And then you have another child, heaven forbid, and then you're having to manage two cannibals that are flying across the room. You know, that's how I kind of see children. But within that are all these competencies that will build into your confidence. And if you break down kind of what you need to do, it will help you become more confident. Uh, And you do that thing over and over again, just like if you were learning how to play a sport, just as if you were doing tennis drills over and over again. Not sure why I have tennis in my head, maybe because my house is tennis mad. Um, And over time, it, you solidify that skill. And it becomes streamlined and changing a baby is not a big deal. Yes, it can be challenging, but you know innately that you can do it. So the question is, how do you develop that confidence without having to go through all of the competence? And I don't know if there's any way that you can physically, uh, ever, you know, not, not actually go through it. It's like you can't learn how to drive a car by watching a video. You really just have to try and drive the car. But having that innate trust in yourself And those words, I mean, I often tell myself, you can do this, you can do hard things, like as basic as that sounds, I'm telling my very primal brain, which I don't see as my like advanced hyper analytical brain. This is like more my subconscious. This is like my fearful brain telling my fearful brain as if they were a child, you can do this, uh, you can take up the challenge. You have done hard things before, even if it's not exactly the same thing, um, you can ask for help. You will get through this. And I, it makes a difference. Like even just traveling now, I had an incident now, uh, where if you follow me on Instagram, you might've seen this, but my stroller 
I, it got decapitated. Basically, one of the wheels got decapitated. I don't know what they did, but they chopped off a wheel. So it's, it's broken. I don't think I can repair it. I mean, you'd have to solder, solder, yeah, the wheel back on again. Like, it's, it's really broken. So in the process of trying to figure that out, luckily, it's like not my primary stroller and I don't always use a stroller. So it's, it's not like the end of the world, but it, it left me in a situation where I expected to have a stroller. I expected to have a place to put Neve. I just gotten off a 15 hour flight. You know, I didn't sleep very much. And now I had to try and navigate getting from one terminal to another terminal, going through um, immigration, getting my bag. And I'm like, have this fairly heavy baby strapped onto me um plus my little backpack plus i'm just kind of wrecked so i kind of had to say to myself all right you know you have a choice of how you want to react you could have a tantrum about this by yourself in a bathroom in atlanta before you even cleared uh immigration so you're technically not even in the u.s yet or you can just be like okay well if this is the worst that happens that's it's fine i'll get a new stroller it's not a big deal um and I just had to tell myself, you can do hard things. You can wear her because I always travel with a carrier, highly recommend. And I keep that on the plane with me. So like at the worst case scenario, I always have something to be able to hold her. Um, and I actually ended up holding her without the carrier for a little bit anyways, because she was like strapped in there um, and needed to wiggle around. And, and it was fine. And I think because I had confidence in myself, and I had traveled before, that definitely helps. Um, but I had not encountered this situation before where they'd like broken my stroller um, after such a long haul flight. And now I still, you know, I'm on my own traveling. Like I try not to travel on my own if I don't have to. Um, so it just, having that confidence in myself, that trust makes my experience of parenting that much better. And I notice this with people because I see a lot of high performing individuals who are like ultra, maybe they are like killing it in their career or they're killing it athletically. Um, or, you know, they have like a thriving social life. They're excellent in like social situations, but with parenting, they feel maybe that they're just not good at it or that it just wasn't for them or they love their children, but they find it incredibly hard. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I find it incredibly hard too at, at times, but I also, have this feeling of confidence that everything will be okay. Everything works out the way it is supposed to. I've been given these particular children for a reason. They have been given me for a reason. I believe it's, you know, to help me grow and learn as a person, like a specific child will teach you a specific thing. Um, and that's why certain people have certain challenges and other people don't. And other people have different challenges. The bottom line is we all have challenges in different ways. And I repeatedly tell myself, that I can do this and that I am competent, even if I don't always feel it. Because the mind is so powerful and the mind will dictate your experience. So here's here's an interesting example of this with the mind. Um, <laughs> my middle child, my, my oldest daughter, had to go to a annual doctor's visit uh, because before we started school, she needed... Um, forms completed, like her immunizations, her hearing, she needed to do a hearing test just before she starts school. So it was just like a checkup. It wasn't because she was ill or anything. And <laughs> my husband took her um, because I had the other kids anyway. And he took her and he was not anticipating what they told him, which was that she needed something like four vaccines, two shots, four vaccines, something like that, because she did not have them last year. Last year we moved, we didn't 
we we took her to a visit when it wasn't her four-year visit. I think that was what happened. She wasn't quite old enough to receive the vaccine, so she didn't get them, and I didn't know she needed them. Anyway, so, or maybe this doctor is just a little different from the one we had before. So Ryan calls me, and he's like, do you know that she needs these things? What must I do? I'm like, well, I, I can't remember what she needs or not. I don't have the documentation in front of me. If she needs them, she needs them. He's like, I'm not mentally prepared for this. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. It's totally fine. She's going to be fine. And I know that she's obsessed. Well, we know this. She's obsessed with Band-Aids, plasters, if you're listening, South African. Um, She's obsessed with Band-Aids, but she wants to get vaccinated for whatever it is so that she can get a Band-Aid. That is the length that she would go to to get a Band-Aid, which is pretty crazy. And I've never really had to put it into practice yet because she hasn't needed something recently. But it, it was, it's hilarious. Anyway, so he let her watch something on his phone and like, we try very hard. I should, I, I don't know if I've done an episode on screen, on screen time, but I, I should, if we haven't, I try really hard not to let my kids, um, watch too much TV. And we, we don't watch phones at the dinner table or at a restaurant or anything like that. The only time they get to kind of watch unlimited television is on an airplane. Anyway, but she has been watching and they get to watch like 30, 30 minutes to an hour of TV a day. And especially, I think, since I've been gone, they've been watching that and they've been on holiday and that kind of stuff. And she's been watching this show called Gabby's Dollhouse. Send prayers, because now she wants this giant dollhouse for her birthday. And I, I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay. Anyway, um, so he let her watch an episode or like just, you know, he started an episode for her on her phone because he knew, for on his phone, because he knew she was going to have to have vaccines. I do have a point to this long-winded story. So they come in with the with the injections, the vaccines, you know, they're all ready to go and they have the little bottle and everything. And she's watching and they obviously have done this many times. For whatever reason, they decided to inject her in her thigh. I thought they'd move to the arm, but okay, thigh for right now. And Ryan was shocked because basically they injected her and she barely moved a muscle. She was so focused on the fact that she was going to get shiny holographic band-aids and that she was watching this TV show that she didn't really even flinch, never mind cry, um, which is not our experience with our other children. And it just showed me, it was an example of how your mind plays up something so much, you anticipate that it's going to be so terrible that you have this crazy reaction to something like vaccines, which no one likes. She felt it, you know, I'm sure she felt a little pinch, but she barely batted an eyelash. Um, and yes, she was watching TV and she's like really into the show, but it just shows you how her mind was distracted in a different way. It is so powerful that, you know, she had a very pleasant experience going to the doctor and she got band-aids that were super shiny and glittery and holographic and she's living her best life. And the same can be said about any difficult parenting situation. If you kind of feed into the fear of something, anticipating something like flying is going to be terrible, or the first day of school is going to be so hard, or they're never going to eat this food. Yeah, it's going to suck. It just is because your mind will maneuver the situation to what you expect in some ways. And so if you can try and step away and be like, okay, this is new for me. I'm learning these skills, but I can do this. I have done hard things in other situations because I can guarantee you, even if you're a new parent and you feel quote unquote, incompetent as a parent, you have done hard things in other situations. Perhaps you've had, you know, health things, you've had like surgeries or you've written, you've done 
even like doing your driver's test or writing exams or public speaking or um, even just giving birth. I mean, that is an incredibly hard thing you've just done if you have a baby or most of the time going through all immigrating, um, moving, anything like that, learning another language. You've done hard things and the process is similar to learning things with parenting. So if you're feeling that your confidence is not where you want it to be and you want to get there, don't give up. You just have to keep trying. As I said, competence creates confidence. So the more you practice a skill, the more confident you're going to feel. It's going to become such second nature. Think about when you were learning how to drive. Um, The thing about parenting though, is like once you learn how to drive, you can drive. The thing about parenting is that it's dynamic and changing all the time. And then you add another child to the mix and it's like kind of throws you for a loop. But even that going from one child to second child, the second child, if you just had to look after the second child without the first one, you would feel more prepared because you've done it before. But how do you kind of get that feeling without having to have six children, right? Um, So if that is something that you're interested in learning more about or how you can feel more confident, this is something that I'm very passionate about in my practice with my coaching clients. Make sure you reach out and let's chat about something that you might be um, you know, wanting to work on because when you invest in yourself, you have such a ripple effect on your family and your own mental health and you can actually enjoy your children. It doesn't have to be this incredibly stressful experience all the time. Parenting and life are going to life and be hard. So why not make those moments that are not, that don't need to be like a train wreck. Why not make them more pleasant and enjoyable? Because I have a seven-year-old, which is wild to me. That, that That's like a real old kid now. <laughs> like he's an old little kid. Uh, he is getting so big. We can barely pick him up, you know? Um, that time marches on whether you are on that train or not. And we want to make sure that you are happy and making most of the time count. So make sure that you send me a message, um, connect with me on Instagram or send me an email and let's chat up. Let's, let's chat up. Let's talk about a time to chat or just, you know, um, email back and forth and let's see if coaching is something you would be interested in because I feel like it can really, really help moms and it's really helped me. So I hope you guys are doing great. Make sure you send me suggestions for the podcast. I have a few fun episodes coming up um, and some guests and things, um, but I'm always open to hearing more things of how I can serve and help you the best um, and what you're going through. So I can always make it into a podcast episode and chat more about it. All right. Sending you all lots of love and I hope you're having a great start to the school year. If your kids are starting school, uh, end of the summer, sometimes people can get a little sad about that, but you know, it's also exciting for our children to be starting new challenges and um, going into new grades and meeting, meeting new people. And it's opportunity for us as well to meet new people. Um, and if you are in the middle of your school year, I hope you're having a great school year, getting ready towards the end of the year and getting ready toward the holidays and, um, in South Africa, we would be going into summer. So um, I hope everybody, everybody, wherever you are right now is having a good week. Okay.